I saw this video this week that made me so mad. I don't even, I can't remember who posted it, but it was the wording. The wording, it's like a fucking six second video. And it's a girl going, hey, did you get hit on a lot when you were a kid or are you funny now? And I was like, hey, why'd you put it into words? Hey, what do you mean coming at my heartstrings like that, babe? It's time for Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast, and right now you need to put on your dancing shoes, babe. Hey, babe, welcome to the podcast. This is uh, Cheer Up, Babe. I'm the host, BJ Julio. This is episode 11, and this is definitely the fifth time I've tried to record this because here's the deal. Lots of distractions going on in the house. Lots of lots of juggling, lots of balls in the air. I'm in full-blown dad mode. I got the baby monitor to my right. Mom is out of the residence right now. She's at the nanny's house getting her schoolwork done because she graduates in like three days. Now, the cool thing about that is she probably has two months worth of work to complete. Will she pull it off? Of course, she always does. But that also means that she needs to rid herself of all distractions. And I think I'm just, I think I just happen to be one of those distractions. So she had to go somewhere where she could just focus on her schoolwork. And I'm in full-blown dad mode. I'm just trying to record this podcast because it's Sunday night at 10.07 at night. And I just clicked record. And I also have to still edit it and post it for you guys because I said new episodes every Monday. You guys got to have it on your Monday commute to work. And I know that. I know that, babe. And that's what I'm trying to give you. So if you're listening to this on your Monday commute to work or it's Monday morning, hey, I got done editing probably eight hours ago. But I got the baby monitor that I definitely set up just so that I record could record this podcast, pulled it out of the box, read the in- manual just so that baby girl could be sleeping contently, but I could have eyes on her at all times. And she definitely did wake up twice already. That shit lit up like a Christmas tree. And I took my decorations down three months ago, so I wasn't ready to mentally handle it. But she's sound asleep. She's like 30 feet away from me, one wall away from my recording area. And we're all good. This is episode 11. If you're new to the podcast, hi, welcome. This is a stream of consciousness podcast where we're going to biggity bounce around. You don't know what the fuck's going to hit you because guess what? Until it's over, I don't know what's going to hit you. But we do have some rules. We have three rules. And if you're an avid listener to the podcast, you better have already enacted these three rules or else I'm disappointed in you. I'm not mad, just disappointed. But if you're new, you got to put a cozy, comfy hoodie on in order to listen to this podcast. Because this is a cozy, comfy podcast. We're not talking about any drama shit. All the pain and anguish and everything that's on every other media platform right now, this ain't the space for it. This is your hour to yourself. So put a nice, cozy, comfy hoodie on. Is it 78 degrees? It doesn't matter. Put a nice, cozy, comfy hoodie on. Crank the AC, put the hoodie on. Then, rule number two, you got kids, lock them in a closet. They'll be fine for the next hour. You're going to be good. When you open the closet in an hour, they'll probably be asleep, napping. You're welcome. I'm helping them with their schedule. Put them in the closet. And rule number three, if you have a significant other or an animal or a pet or something, I need you to turn to them and I need you to tell them to fuck off for the next hour because this is your time. Y'all feel like talking.
But on episode 11, I'm going to kick this bad boy off with a little thing I'm introducing called Cub Corner, where we're just going to read some reviews that people left this week and some messages that we got and just basically fans of the podcast that I like to call Cubs. It's Cheer Up Babe. That's C-U-B. I'm a big fan of anagrams, which is, I don't know. Wait, is anagram the right word? Acronym? Acronym. Next level intelligence at 10.09 at night. But our acronym is C-U-B, and that's perfect because if you're a listener to this podcast, you're a cub. You don't want to be a cub? Too fucking bad. But we got some cubs in the wild, so we're going to kick this bad boy off with some cub corner, and we're just going to read some reviews. First one comes from an actual childhood friend of mine because she left a review on the podcast. It was super nice for her, but she nailed it. She nailed it. Ashley, what up? Shoutouts to you. Ashley left a review that said, seriously, he's so funny, period. He talks about nothing and everything. And I have not heard or read a more astute description of what the what this podcast is or what I am as a person. Because I'm an open book. The pages are blank, but the book is wide open. And the second cub highlight is from my man Josiah. Josiah, you're probably listening to this on your commute to work. Shout outs to you. What's up, brother? You remember that message you left me like after episode five? I'm shouting you out episode 11 because it made me happy. Now, I don't want you to get hot behind the ears like, oh, my God, what did I send him? I can't remember. It wasn't anything embarrassing. You should be smiling ear to ear right now. Josiah left me a message and it said, your ed- energy is fabulous. And listening to Cheer Up Babe has made my last few hour long drives to work a metric fuckload more fun. By the way, metric fuckload is my new favorite unit of measurement. As a newer young dad myself, I love to hear slash see other dads interact with their kids. Hopefully I can raise my son to not be any of the douchery you tell your daughter to look out for. Thanks for the good times. Keep it up, my guy. Josiah, I'm going to do my best to keep it up for you, brother. Okay? And if you make your son feel as good and happy as that message made me, your son's going to be fine. So keep doing you, dude. Hope you have a great day at work. And then we got... OG Cub, Alyssa, girl, what's up? Commenting on everything that has to do with the podcast, asking questions about when the lives are going to be, leaving awesome reviews, promoting like a big dog. And you earned and you earned the title of OG Cub. You're just an you've been you've been around since the beginning. And what what I'm doing is we're laying foundations of cool ass fucking people that listen to this podcast and you're definitely one of them. So Alyssa, thank you. And the final Cub highlight is from a name that I had never actually seen in my 28 years on this planet. Remember, I thought that I was 27. Turns out I'm 28. Lost an entire year because of my brain. But in my 28 years on this planet, I'd never seen this name before. And immediately when I read it, I thought that could be said two ways. Now, there's one way that it's for sure 100% pronounced. And then there was the other way that my brain was like, what if it's this? Which, of course, it's not that. There's no fucking way that it's that. But I also had some fun with it in my mind because my mind likes to shoot from the hip. It's K-A-T-S-I-N-A. And now I know how it's pronounced. But what my brain did initially was, is that an anagram for Katniss like off of the Hunger Games? Is it Katsina? And then I was like, there's a 0% chance that it's Katsina. Hey, dipshit, there's a 0% chance that it's Katsina because what kind of parents would be rude enough to name their daughter Katsina? Could you imagine the nicknames as a kid? Cats in a cradle with a silver spoon. I would have called her cats out of the, if I was, if I was in school with her and her name was Katsina, I would have called her cats out of the, and she would have been like, what the fuck? I'd be like, cats out of the bag, ain't it? And then she would have hated me. But since that's 100% not how you pronounce her name, it's for sure Katsina, which sounds so much fancier and makes me want to roll my R's, even though there's not even R's in the name. She gets a highlight because she posted a little snippet of the podcast on her story with a little shout out 
And her shout out said, seriously couldn't recommend this podcast enough. Crystalia type humor, but you know, without the sexual assault allegations. Yeah. You're not going to get any of those over here. You're just listening to a dad. That shit made me laugh for probably five minutes because I heard it. When I read it, I heard it. Crystalia type humor, but you know, without the sexual assault allegations. Which there's a part of me that Crystalia is exhausting, but there's also a part of me that exhausts myself. So I guess that's maybe an astute description of the pod and me as a person. And Katsina, if you want to make bumper sticks for the pod, you're an OG cub. You're an OG cub regardless if you want to make bumper stickers or not because you commented that underneath the Instagram post and my heart went like that because I was like, is this another OG cub? Are we laying a foundation of badass people that listen to the podcast? I think so. I think so. And don't worry, when we skyrocket to the top of the charts past Caller Daddy, the OGs are always going to be there. But I just had to do a little cub corner for you guys because you make me happy. And I wanted to express that to you in an episode of the pod. Hey, you made me happy. You're a bunch of bosses. By the way, if you listen to this podcast, follow the Instagram account, okay? It's Cheer Up Babe Podcast on Instagram. I know you're listening to this podcast right now. You probably got your phone in your fucking head. You're probably on Instagram right now. That bottom bar, you know, the little magnifying glass icon, click it. Type in C-H-E-E-R-U. I guarantee it'll pop up right away. Cheer Up Babe Podcast. And then you're just going to click follow. I haven't posted a bunch on there, but I'm going to be posting a bunch more. You also get funny background pictures and videos, and you just get to be a part of the crew. God damn, dude, nothing makes me happier than having cool people listen to this podcast and having cool people interact with stuff that has to do with this podcast. Like, you guys are the shit. So thank you, genuinely. This shit was already fun because I did this for myself and I just love recording podcasts. This is basically my therapy because can't afford therapy, definitely need it, can't afford it, make a podcast instead. But when people like you guys jump on, genuinely makes me so happy. So this week... Speaking of the podcast, if it blows up, I don't know what my wife's going to do. I took her out on a date this week to Olive Garden because I'm so fucking middle class. Also, she craves Olive Garden. I'm like, babe, there's so many nice places I could take you. Let me just take you to literally any nicer place. And she goes, I want Olive Garden. By the way, Olive Garden fell off. Everything at Olive Garden tastes the exact same. I haven't expressed that to her because I don't want to ruin her favorite dining spot that I can get away with spending $38 at. But everything tastes the fucking same. But Olive Garden, the most middle-class Italian restaurant in history, is where I took her. And we're having a good time. Dude, my wife cracks me the fuck up. She, No one in my life makes me laugh harder than her. And we were just kind of talking back and forth. And then the, the podcast got brought up. And I just gave her, the, I just gave her a little, hey. What are you going to say if the podcast gets to the point where it's taking care of us financially? And without skipping a beat, without skipping a beat. No, you know what? I'll give you the entire, the entire sentence back and forth with the actual timing of it right now. I said, what, what are you going to say if the podcast gets to the point where it takes care of us financially? Tell people you sell drugs. <laughs> okay. Okay. It definitely makes me sound cooler. <laughs> it's like, tell people you sell drugs. Here's the deal with my wife. 
this this whole like exposure exposure shit she's not down for she doesn't even have social media she doesn't have an instagram account she doesn't have a facebook account she hasn't had a facebook account for the entire time we've been together the social media thing she's not about now your boy over here sup papa bear is an attention whore daddy bear ain't afraid of a little bit of exposure because I have one of those things that's really cool where it's I don't fucking care about negative people. People that want to say negative things, nah, you can stay over there. It doesn't bother me. I don't respond to any mean comments that I get on social media. I also don't care if someone doesn't like the podcast. It's not for you. Just like everything in life. If you don't like it, it's not for you. And that allows me to be in the right mind frame in order to do this type of shit. Now, my wife We'll watch a video of a whale on social media and someone will comment something mean about the whale and she'll think about it for a week. So it's not really for her. So if the podcast blows up and supports us financially, she's going to tell people I sell drugs and I'm fucking here for it. I'm getting my arm sleeve done. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to fucking paint my nails black and dye my hair black because make no mistake. I've always wanted to be hot and I'm just not. But if I have darker hair and visible eyebrows, and the ability to grow a full beard and an overall different facial structure, it's over for you bitches. <laughs> so if you're ever talking to my wife in the future and she says that, uh, what's VJ doing these days? She's like, well, actually, if you can keep it on the low, he's, he's a drug kingpin. He's the leader of a drug kingpin. Just know that I have a, a successful podcast and that's it. Okay, don't turn us into the cops. I just had the idea that that might be a perfect cover that if the podcast does get big, maybe I will. Maybe I will just become a drug kingpin because who fucking knows, you know? They'll be like, where's this money coming from? I'll be like, ad revenue. <laughs> oh, shit. Baby monitor lighting up like a Christmas tree. Nope, just a little adjustment right back to bed. That's my girl right there. That's my girl knowing that I got to fucking record this and edit this tonight for the Cubs because that's what I do. But the little corner of that thing lights up like a Christmas tree. Took my Christmas decorations down three months ago. Now... I definitely 100% saw a house today that had Easter decorations on top of their Christmas decorations and now all the snow is gone and now they just have Easter and Christmas decorations in their yard and I wanted to burn the house down. I say, hey, if you can't handle the unmanageable stress of taking decorations down, you don't get to decorate. New rule. Hey, if you're listening to this right now and your Christmas tree is up, Fun fact, next Christmas, you don't get a Christmas tree. And I don't wish ill on those people that had the Easter and Christmas decorations out. I just wish that they would get robbed, you know? I just wish that everything in their house, all of their position, possessions would be stolen. No physical harm, but you don't get to own anything anymore. Because how you do one thing is how you do everything, and you're lazy. And I don't like it. All right, babe, I want to tell you a little story, okay? And it was it's one of my favorite stories, but I, I remembered it this week, and I was like, I got to tell the Cubs about that. And it's, it's a little story about my Uncle Dave. Now, my dad, now, my Uncle Dave is not my real uncle. My Uncle Dave is a set, is a part of the group of my dad's best friends. Now, Uncle Dave, my actual blood uncle, Uncle Mani, and my dad are those old men that when they get together... They're 21 again. Every other day of their life, they're like, let's crack open a Michelob Ultra. And then when they get together, they go, let's crack open 47 Michelob Ultras. But hey, you guys aren't 21 anymore. 
so maybe calm it down. But this happens without failure every single time that they get back together. And one of the times, I think I was like 14 or 15, we took a little vacation trip up to North Idaho, Coeur d'Alene. If you don't know it, it's beautiful. Google Lake Coeur d'Alene, and you're going to see where I met my wife. But we took a little trip up to Coeur d'Alene. We rented a little lake house. There were jet skis and shit. It was a super good time. Now, Uncle Dave is a police officer. And actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that. My Uncle Dave is three police officers in one because don't know how he passes the test. Uncle Dave, remember, I love you so much. I'm definitely against fat shaming, but since uh, our entire group has fat shamed you for the last 28 years of my life, I just got to keep rolling with it because it's tradition. Now, Uncle Dave 100% for sure wears the exact same Green Bay Packers hoodie every single time I've seen him for the last 28 years. And Uncle Dave, for sure, 100% is a little bit overweight. And Uncle Dave, for sure, 100% can drink an entire an entire barrel worth of alcohol. But we were in Coeur d'Alene. We were at this we were we were at this house, and it was just a little family vacay. It was super fun. There was also a couple that came and stayed at the house with us that I had never met. That was related to one of my uncles somehow, and the f- mom there was the hottest woman I've ever seen in my with my eyes and then by the end of the weekend she was the ugliest person i'd ever seen because she was raging bitch and i'd never actually seen that in person she basically verbally abused her husband for the three days that we were there and i was like i don't like her very much and i was 14 and that's when i learned that lesson that it ain't all about looks but regardless we're there one night the fellas decide to leave the lake house and go to downtown quarter lane and go bar hopping because they're 21 again and they're 10 out of 10 drinking like they're 21 again, and they can't handle their shit. Now, at about 1 a.m., we get a call that we got to go pick them up because they obviously can't drive back. Now, it's a smart decision, but here's the deal. They have the car, and none of us can drive. None of us kids can drive a spare vehicle. So we get in the boat, (laughs) and we take the boat across the lake to pick up my jack wagon father and my uncles all right now my dad no problem handles this shit totally fine these guys also handle their shit fine uncle Monty is my favorite human being on the planet and my uncle dave has one of the greatest hearts of any human being that i know but they're drunk assholes at this night okay so we take the boat across the lake so illegal but it's okay we go walking downtown through the bars find them at like a fucking college bar and we're like hey Time to go. Keep in mind, I'm 14. But time to wrap it the fuck up. We're walking back down to the boat. And we pass like three skater dudes by the pier. Remember, we got to walk back to the boat. We pass three skater dudes by the pier. And my uncles and dad turn to the skater dudes and go. Now, before I say this next part, they were raised in Montana. Where you just fought people. You just, hey, let's go down, let's go drinking, let's have some fun, and then we'll just get into a big old fight because it's Montana, and that's what you do in 1979. You just fight people, and then you smile and you shake hands and you go about your ways. Different times, I was definitely born in the wrong generation because that sounds super fucking fun, but as a 14-year-old in early 2000s, I didn't want to fight three random skaters, but my uncles and my dad turned to the three skaters and goes, 50 bucks, my son could beat the shit out of you. And I was like, okay, how about we just continue walking to the boat? So I put my hand on their back and I'm pushing them back towards the boat. And they go, and the 
fucking the kids, the skater kids. I say that they're skater kids because they had literal skateboards. Um, they're fucking skater kids. They're like, they they weren't aggressive about it at all. They were just like, what? Because that's the wildest thing they've ever heard. Three drunk ass old dudes that look like they're trying to be twenty one. Tell them that their fourteen year old son, unprompted, could beat the fuck out of them and they'll bet him fifty bucks for it. They're like, what? Which is a hundred percent the appropriate response. But I said, I look to the guys and I go, yeah, we're not doing that. And they're like, okay. And I was like, this has been fun. Continuing on to the boat we go. We get in the boat. We're driving back. We have one person that's sober enough to take the boat back. Do they have a boat license? Of course they don't. Of course they don't. Why would they? This is a story. And any part of any good story breaks the law. But... We're driving back across the lake, huge lake. Our lake house is not a fucking bay away. We have to drive basically across Lake Coeur d'Alene in order to get to the boathouse. And of course, naturally, we hear whoop, whoop, whoop. Now, have you been pulled over by a boat police officer before? I have. So I have that notch on my belt. You don't suck my ass because that's badass. That's cool as shit. I have been pulled over on a boat by a police officer. You might be saying, BJ, were you driving the boat? I can't answer that, allegedly. But we get st- I pulled over. We get stopped on the lake. And they're like, hey, it's 2 a.m. Like I said, Uncle Dave, he's a cop. I can't remember if he was wearing his Green Bay Packers sweater at this exact interaction, but of course he was. My Uncle Monty is also in that same vein of profession. So they're cool as a fucking cucumber. I'm 14. I'm not. I'm looking over at Uncle Dave. Was he wearing the Green Bay Packers sweater? I can't recall, but of course he was. And then our sober driver handled the situation. Immediately when we get stopped by the cop, we turn to Uncle Dave and we go, Hey, you got one rule? And that's to stay shut the fuck up for this whole interaction. Because right when we heard the whoop whoop, he goes, I got this. Hey, you don't. He goes, I got this. I'm like, hey, you don't. So zippity slippity. Okay, and the cops were super nice. I'm pretty sure it was just like a make sure that someone sober driving, which there was. There was someone sober driving. It was fine. The interaction was great because Uncle Dave kept his mouth shut. Now, Uncle Dave is in Coeur d'Alene with us. He's not at home where he's an officer. Does he know people in Coeur d'Alene in the force? No. No, he doesn't. So... Why would he say this next part? We have concluded the interaction. The cops are kindly telling us, okay, get back to your dock. It's time to leave the lake. Wrap it up. And we're like, absolutely. We're on our way there. Thank you so much, officer. And the cops are like, okay. Now, the cops are getting ready to start their boat to pull away from us. And we are getting ready to start our boat to pull away from them. And Uncle Dave goes, hey, you know Dewey? This sounds like a fake fucking story. It's not a fake fucking story. It's 100% true. You know, Dewey? And we're like, Uncle Dave, shut the fuck up. And the cops say, what? And like the cops said what, like a cop would say what, as in, I might turn this situation around and just put everybody in handcuffs. That's how the cops said what. And the cops said, what? And Uncle Dave didn't pick up on the hint of tonality. And he said, you know, Dewey? Dewey Burns? And the cop said, no. And he goes, Dewey, 
Dewey Burns. And the rest of the us on the boat are smiling at the cops like the fucking people off of the purge were trying to just be like, it's all good. Everything's fine. No, 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 no. He's okay. We're fine. We're really sorry that he opened his mouth, but he opened his mouth and he asked you if you knew a random fucking person that's in the police force named Dewey Burns. And of course, 100% that the boat police officers in Lake Coeur d'Alene don't know who Dewey Burns was. Uncle Dave's entire mindset was the situation's getting a little tense. I'm going to pull us out of this. You guys know Dewey? Hey, Uncle Dave, we were leaving. We were pulling away. But luckily, us sober people on the boat got us out of that situation by saying, sorry, we're getting him home. Sorry. And the cops threw a narrowed brow and a harsh gaze said, okay, get home. And we're like, yeah, we've already concluded this discussion, officer. Thank you. We're really trying. He's like a grizzly bear. It's hard to control him. He weighs a lot. So it's not like I'm just going to jump on his back and cover his mouth. You would charge me for assault. And it's, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's wild to me that they didn't know who Dewey Burns was. But now, every single time we see Uncle Dave, which is a lot, because we all live close, well, they all live close to each other. And when I'm home, we get to see Uncle Dave almost every single time. Hey, Uncle Dave, you know Dewey? Dewey Burns. So next time you're out there, you get pulled over, you're speeding on the highway, you got some paraphernalia stashed in your glove compartment, and you're about to leave the scene with a warning. Ask the cops if they know who Dewey Burns is. That'll get you out of a sticky situation. You're welcome. <laughs> Fucking Uncle Dave. But... Now, that vacation was a blast, and so was the Disney vacation. Remember from the last episode or three episodes ago? I don't know. Time is a construct. Everything's fake. I don't know what time is anymore. I know that this is episode 11 and that's it. I also don't re-listen to my episodes later. So half the time I'm going to forget what I already told you about. And I might repeat stories, but that's all part of it. That's all part of it, babe. But let me tell you, there's a few things in your life as a 28-year-old absolutely white bread dude that make you feel cool. Okay, It's hard to feel cool when, as I've said before... You look like you could be on the poster for Hitler's Wet Dream. If there was a book called Hitler's Wet Dream, I'd be on the cover because uh, my hair is so blonde and my eyes are so blue and I got a big knack. And thank God this isn't war-torn Germany. This is 2021 and I'm safe from that. But there's only a few things that can make you feel cool as a 28-year-old guy who looks like he was unpackaged from Wonder Bread. And that's when... A hard-ass, blue-collar, white guy that's over 65 gives you the point. Have you guys experienced that? When I'm at work, I'll come across a just, you can tell this guy, he's 65. He retired two years ago, but he has the markings of just have done grunt blue-collar work for 45 years, and he's just a badass. You can just feel it radiating off of him. And if he gives you one of those finger points, you feel like you're in the fucking club. That makes me feel super cool. That happened this week. I'm walking around cockstrong for the next 45 minutes being like I'm a part of the 65-year-old blue-collar group. And then another thing that happened to me this week is that an older black woman who asked me to call her Miss Damien referred to me as Sugar. Dude, I now I'm working. I have this interaction with this lady. I'm hyper polite. I don't know what it is about talking to people that are older than me, but I snap into like next level hyper customer service mode. I think it's called respect or something. My parents raised me with it. And and we're talking about just like 
working through the pandemic and shit like that, right? And she goes, oh, sugar, I just pray for you. And she has her both hands over her heart, of course. And she goes, just know that I'm praying for you, baby. And I was like, thank you, Miss Damien. And then I walk away, not cockstrong for the next 45 minutes, but felt like I'm getting a warm hug. As a 28-year-old wonderbred white guy, those are the two interactions that make me feel better about myself because there's not a lot. I could seriously talk to Miss Damien for three fucking hours and just feel rushes of warm energy going through my entire body because she's the sweetest woman. And I love her. And I love her. And she doesn't know me that personally. And I don't know her that personally. But I die for her, you know? That one interaction we had where she asked me to call her Miss Damien and she called me sugar and she said, and she called me baby also in the same conversation i die for her fun fact but let me tell you about another story that where i felt cool as shit now this was the only other vacation we took it was the inaugural opening of the dallas cowboys stadium we're diehard dallas cowboy fans my dad's been a dallas cowboy fan since he was five years old and it just kind of we all got indoctrinated into it have we had a winning season no being a cowboys fan is hard but we're cowboys fans so when they built the new stadium we went to an inaugural game we went to the thanksgiving game of the inaugural season. If you don't know what inaugural is, Google it. But one thing you might not know about 28-year-old Wonderbread BJ Julio is that your boy's got moves, okay? I can break it down. I can pop it, lock it. I can swivel, divil, move my fucking hips. And I can, I can become the reincarnation of Michael Jackson and you didn't know that about me. And now you do. You didn't know that I could moonwalk over my enemies and do kicks and shit and wave my arms in ways that make you... Con- question physics but i can and we're at the tailgate of the thanksgiving game and there was a dance battle happening okay now we're in dallas texas we're at the tailgate party the entire parking lot is just fucking bumping it's thanksgiving it's a hype game everyone's hammered there is a dance-off happening with an actual legitimate dj and we walk up and my dad told me one of the best things that he's ever taught me and my dad taught me everything My dad taught me everything I am about who I am as a person today. And one of the greatest things that he's ever taught me is this line. We're standing on the edge of the circle of the dance battle. And it's basically like 22 and under are just popping and locking and breaking it down, you know. And my dad knows that his son's got moves. But I'm also hyper aware of the color of my eyebrows and how I'm not just white. I'm Hitler poster white. So I'm like this. I'm not going to go out there and embarrass myself, even though I for sure 10 out of 10 can dance better than at least four of the guys that are out in that competition right now. But I'm not going to do it. And my dad's like, get out there. I'm like, I'm not going to get out there. And he turns and he says this sentence, which has stuck with me, which I basically want to get tattooed on my neck because it's basically my entire credo. You're never going to see any of these motherfucking people again. If you embarrass yourself, it doesn't matter. None of these people know who you are, and you'll never see any of them again. Take a chance. And I was like, bring, 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 moonwalk out onto the floor, pop and lock, DJ hyping me the fuck up. I'm ripping. I get in this kid's face. I'm like, oh, going fucking crunk at him, and I'm not kidding. I'm clearing people off the floor. I'm dancing people out of the fucking circle. I'm doing my kick swivels. I'm dropping it down. I'm doing the fucking splits down to the floor. Not the full splits because I'll rip my groin, but the one where you leave one leg like bent super sharp, but you stick the one leg out. And if you bounce down and pop right back up, 
it kind of looks like you did the splits, but also I don't have to rip my groin in half. I'm doing shit like that and people are losing their fucking minds and I danced for like three, four minutes and then I left that circle feeling on cloud nine. So I'm going to pass that lesson on to you guys. If you find yourself in a situation where you're worried about embarrassment or you're worried about making a fool of yourself, but you know you got the capacity to do something kind of cool or do something that might work out, even if it doesn't fucking work out, even if you're just worried about taking that step, just remember, those motherfuckers aren't going to know. Those motherfuckers don't know who you are. You might never see any of those human beings ever again. Take that chance. And then you're going to have a fucking awesome story to talk about 10 years later on your podcast. You know what I mean? And right now, for sure, 50% of you are listening to this going, I got to see him dance now. And there's a time and place, but we'll see if we ever get there. All right, babe? <laughs> God, baby girl is sleeping like a rock. She's really do She's really pulling one over for the Cubs right now, just staying rock solid asleep. She's actually so still. I'm getting a little nervous, and I'm going to go check on her. Be right back. Look, babe. One thing you're going to learn about this podcast is is we, we don't do the ad reads. All right, we don't do we don't do the ad reads in the fashion that the company wants us to do the ad reads because I like to only do I like to only tell you about things that I actually use, but I also want to speak from the heart. I don't want to tell you the ins and outs of the jot, mumbo jumbo whatever. Big time partner of the pod, Chill Wellness. Chill Wellness started with a dad whose daughter at 18 months was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. It, the pain was so bad that it got to the point that she couldn't even stand anymore. As a dad, heartstrings ripping apart. I'm invested in the story. I want to know more. Along with the arthritis came medications, which then came with huge side effects. And at what point do you try to fix one problem while causing other problems? So he got together with a group of scientists and doctors and developed what's called Aspen Salve. It's made with Arnica, Boswellia, medical grade magnesium, full spectrum CBD, and the results were amazing. So much so that he wanted to help other people with this problem. This is the only CBD company that partnered with the Arthritis Foundation because that's the origin of their story. That's where their heart lies. Now, like I said, I don't tell you about things that I don't use. I use every single product that they make because it can be used in different fashions than just a salve to help with sore muscles, back pain, shoulder pain, anything like that. They have the sports stick. They have the CBD drink mix now. Everything is so high quality and works so well. As a guy who literally trains people as a profession. I can't tell people about it enough. I use it every single day. I use it when I'm sore from the gym. I use it when I'm stressed out, when I'm having an anxious day, just whenever. And it calms my CNS. It also calms my muscles. And I love every piece of it. So if you want to try it out, go to Chill Wellness. That's C-H-I-L, one L, chillwellness.com. And I like to save you guys money. So at checkout, if you use the promo code VJJulio15, you're going to get 15% off your entire cart no matter what. That's vjgiulio 15 as the promo code at checkout. You get 15% off your entire order. If you tried CBD companies in the past and they haven't worked for you, it's not because CBD doesn't work. It's because that company didn't care enough. Go check it out. And I'm back. All good. She is literally just sleeping like a rock. Dude, I know I call you some of you guys OG Cubs. And you are OG Cubs to the podcast, but that's the OG Cub of my life. Um, That's my little, that's my little fucking baby girl. Oh, oh, I forgot to say it at the top of the episode. Yo, I did an interview on another podcast called Because I Want to Know. I called, I got, I got, 
The host of that podcast, his name is Leslie Fear, which is the coolest fucking name, regardless if you have a podcast or not, Leslie Fear. And um, we she threw it out as a bonus episode like the day after we recorded it. If you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. The podcast, once again, is called Because I Want to Know. And just look for the one that has my name in it. I gave her a crazy exclusive piece of information that I told her, like, I won't even talk about this on like my podcast. This is just for your podcast, Leslie. And she was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, you got the rock solid exclusive on that, babe. So if you guys want to know a super cool exclusive, go listen to that interview. It was super fun. We talked about fatherhood a bit. I definitely open it up by saying like, hey, Leslie, you interview like morticians and people that have ghost stories and stuff on here. Why are you calling me? And then we had a wonderful conversation. So go check that out. She's an awesome interviewer. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It was over the phone. Next, if, if I ever do her show again, which I hope to because it was really a great time. I hope it I hope it's in person. But she lives in Texas and I don't. But it was a good time. Go check out that episode. I saw this video this week that made me so mad. I don't even, I can't remember who posted it, but it was the wording. The wording, it's like a fucking six second video. And it's a girl going, hey, did you get hit on a lot when you were a kid or are you funny now? And I was like, hey, why'd you put it into words? Hey, what? What? Do you mean coming at my heartstrings like that, babe? It is what it is. And that's just a little snippet. That's just a little snippet that, like I said at the beginning, it's a stream of consciousness. This is how my thoughts play out on a real-time basis. And you guys get to sit in and listen to it and just enjoy, enjoy your hour, hour of your day. Now, we're going to wrap this episode up with a little bit of unqualified dad advice because we all love it. It's super fun time, you guys. I got yelled at for the one episode that I didn't put this in. I got actual aggressive comments about... Are you not doing unqualified dad advice anymore? And I was like, okay, it was a test run. We're in the early stages of this podcast. Maybe give me a break. But let's do some unqualified dad advice, babe. Now, here's how this works. I go to Reddit. I go to the advice column on Reddit where people are asking for advice. I scroll. I stop it. I read the title. I judge it based off of the title. I give an entire statement on what I think the advice should be based off of the title and also what I think they're asking. And then after I give it, we then read the body and I will give the actual advice if I was wrong. So it's a good time. We do a few of these every single episode. I hope you enjoy them. If you do enjoy them, let me know on my Instagram page, Cheer Up Babe Podcast. If you enjoy the Unqualified Dad Advice segment, let me know. And then we scroll, stop, I'm deep in love with my friend's girlfriend and I'm just really lost by Nerdy Bayleaf. Hey, Nerdy Bayleaf, plenty of fish in the fucking sea. Don't fuck your friend's fish, okay? I'm deep in love with my friend's girlfriend and I'm just really lost. Hey, you're not deeply in love with your friend's girlfriend. You like her. You think she's cool. You emulate her as a person and there's plenty of fish in the sea. You can find someone that has the same personality as her because you're in this stage of your brain called wanting. You're getting, you're caught wanting. You're looking at what your friend has and you go, oh, if only I could have that. And, and, and then it turns into a thing where it's not even necessarily about the girl. You start romanticizing every single aspect about her. But here's the deal, babe. If you were to actually get your friend's girl, that would fade fast as fuck because you know what would overwhelm it? Guilt. Because deep down to your core, you're a piece of shit. 
who takes his friends' girlfriends. So why don't you have a realistic expectation of what you should do in this situation and just put it out of your brain? This isn't a fucking romantic comedy in the early 2000s where you find out she's supposed to be with you all along. But let's read the actual body and see what they asked. Oh my god, Nerdy Bayleaf left us a fucking six-paragraph story. We're definitely... I, I will read it all and then I will edit it out so you guys don't have to drudge through this with me. Or if I get through the first paragraph and we get the gist, that's all we need to see. Because I think I fucking nailed that one off the top because I usually nail them off the top. Hey, you people, I really need some help. Stuff has just gotten weird recently and I need some help. Said need some help twice in the same sentence. Ruined the entire point that you were going to make because all I can think about is how bad that was worded it's kind of in the title but i ask if you want to help stop saying help please read all of the below because i'm really confused and i need help a lot okay you know what no you don't get the respect of me reading the rest of it because you said i need help six times in two sentences so nerdy bay leaf go find another hole the most abrasive way to put that (laughs) you're romanticizing it bro let your friend have his relationship and stop being a drastic piece of shit scroll stop strange items left on my porch by papa john misty first of all don't have a user handle that has papa john in it because papa john is a racist who eats 67 pizzas in 30 days or whatever the fuck it was remember that viral video where he looked like he was gonna puke up pizza because he said i had 40 something pizzas in 30 days After it came out that he used the N-word on a business call. Hey, if you're the leader of a major organization, don't be a racist piece of shit. And also, Papa John Misty, don't have Papa John in your name. But your title is Strange Item Left left on My Porch. It's probably because you're a racist. I'm a college student, and I live with three other girls in an off-campus home. This morning, we found a bag with two porn DVDs and a bra on our porch. Our neighbors also had a bag tied to their door. We're the only houses we know of that received this. We obviously got scared and contacted the police. They said there wasn't much they could do and said they'd send an extra patrol call over patrol car over i'm just wondering if anyone's ever heard of anything like this before we asked all of our friends if they did it as a joke or knew who did it we haven't figured anything out and our area has had a lot of issues with break-ins and sexual assaults okay that's actually super sketchy you did the right thing by calling the police so papa john keep your head on a swivel i guess and use the buddy system don't be alone at any situ at any point in time until this situation is resolved that's actual real piece of advice or maybe just go stay somewhere else Because you might be getting scoped out. And if it is just a prank, then it's just a prank. And then you get to kick those people in the nutsack. But definitely take the precautions. And then change your Reddit name. You know? Scroll stop. Maybe the last one for this episode. Think Blackberry 501. I might have committed fraud and I'm scared. Well, if you committed fraud, you should be scared because that's federal offense. If you definitely committed fraud, you're going to go to jail. And that just is what it is. Welcome to the real world. So obviously, since I can't give you any piece of advice off of that title, I'm just going to say scared is the appropriate emotion to feel if you think you committed fraud. Also, how I might have committed fraud. Hey, you either did or you didn't. You know, it's kind of like losing your virginity. Either you did or you didn't. There's no gray areas with committing fraud. And what's the famous quote? Ignorance of the law is no excuse or some shit like that. I don't fucking know what it is. Why am I trying to quote things that I don't actually know the actual thing? Because this is Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast, and that's what we do. Now, 
think BlackBerry 501. I'm autistic. Oh, I'm immediately an asshole. But that's how it goes with unqualified dad advice. Okay. I judge the book by the cover and then you crack open the book. If I was to judge Harry Potter based off of the cover, I would say this guy flies around a castle on a broom. That's the Harry Potter saga, you know, and I wouldn't be wrong, but I also wouldn't be right. But when an but when I drag a per- person for saying I might have committed fraud and then the first words in the actual body of it is I'm autistic, that sucks. But I like to do this thing where I don't ask f- for permission. I ask for forgiveness. So please forgive me. I'm autistic and I might have committed social security disability fraud and I'm so scared. Please help. I filled out the application for disability and I have been receiving my checks for a year and I had owned a house that my mom gave to me before I filled out my application. I didn't know that I was supposed to put my house down on my application to make them aware that I own the house. I have never filed my own paperwork or made my own phone calls because I always mess up. I thought I could do it and I messed up again. The application was really confusing and I don't know what I was doing. I found out that Me owning this house and not notifying them before applying for my disability is fraud, and I'm so scared. What should I do? Please help. (sighs) Well, that's an actual problem. And after reading that body, I'm even more of an asshole, and I once again beg for your forgiveness. Think BlackBerry 501. I'm sorry about my abrasive initial breakdown because seems like a pickle and since i don't actually know the legality of this uh situation i would say call dewey burns you know dewey burns should help out do you know dewey dewey burns give him a call apparently he's got all the insights (laughs) dude i'm such a fucking dick (laughs) (laughs) oh shit how long is this? How long have I been recording? I don't even know. I'm in a fugue state. I, I had a long I had a long week of work and I'm not trying to d- unload on you, babe. Like I said, this is my therapy. So I had a long week of work. I drank. I've had three bang energy drinks today. Now, I'm not great at math, but that's 900 milligrams of caffeine, 300 milligrams of caffeine per can. That's simple math. That's 900 milligrams of caffeine. I've also had zero food, so it's not good for my heart. But maybe it's good for a podcast episode. I don't know. I haven't edited it yet. And I have to do that tonight. And if you're listening to this on Monday, I got finished six fucking hours ago. And it's because I love you. And you deserve it. If a random motherfucker that you listen to on a podcast can treat you better than your relationship, find a new relationship. Because I love you and I care about you so much that I sacrifice my mental and physical health for you, babe. Because that's what I do. Because you're the Cubs. And I'm not talking about the baseball team. I'm talking about the people that enjoy listening to this podcast. Before I go, go follow the Instagram page, Cheer Up Babe Podcast on Instagram. All right. I shut the website down until I have the sweatshirts ready for you because why waste money? Just a waste of money. I didn't shut the website down. I just stopped paying for it. So they took it down for me. It's so nice of them to take care of it that way. But I have sweatshirts getting ready to go i actually have a phone call with the company that's making the sweatshirts for me tomorrow so those are going to be in production quick it looks like we're going to have the sweatshirts in on like the 21st of this month so if you're a cub and you want a sweatshirt it's coming all right also if you could leave the podcast review that helps the podcast a bunch unfortunately like i said two episodes ago if i got a hundred reviews i would have gotten the stupidest tattoo ever 
but alas, I did not, and I knew I wasn't, which is why I made the promise. Links for sponsors of the show are going to be in the show notes. You can use the promo codes, get money off for all that fun stuff if you want. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope this was a fun little wind up or wind down to your day. You can go ahead, go let the kids out of the closet. If they're sleeping, just leave them there. They're fine. Turn to your significant other and say, what? And they'll be like, what? And they'll be like, didn't she say something? I'll be like, yeah, an hour ago. And be like, yeah, I'm ready to hear it now because that was my time and you were ruining it. Also, take your hoodie off. It's 76 degrees outside. Go out there, have a great week, and cheer up, babe.